Rent vesting, something that I did when I first started investing all those many years ago. Basically, it means we're renting a place to live in for lifestyle and then going to invest elsewhere. So we're going to thrash that out in more detail. I'm John Pigeon, and you're listening to My Millennial Daily. All right, Johnny. So we've had a question come in from Caitlin Fairhead, and she says, when it comes to rent vesting, should the priority be making extra payments on the investment mortgage or building up a cash savings for a PPOR, which stands for? Principal Place of Residence. Yeah, very good question from Caitlin. Now, as I mentioned at the start, uh, I followed the rent vesting strategy when I first started investing. And what I liked about it, first of all, was the flexibility to basically live where you want, right? Now, some people see that as a headache, always having a landlord saying, we're kicking you out or you've got to do this, that and the other. I actually like the flexibility to live where I want um, and go and invest and have really no parameters for investing anywhere around the country, essentially. Uh, Whereas you're buying your own home, you're restricted as to where you want to live to buy that property. So Caitlin's saying, right, I'm going with the rent vesting strategy and I've got myself a property. However, I may be looking at buying my own home to live in at some stage down the track, which is usually everyone's goal right now. That's becoming harder and harder. So we can chat about that at another time. But Caitlin, we want to keep our powder dry. We want to keep our cash up our sleeve for a rainy day for when we go and buy our principal place of residence. Because if we start paying down that investment property, what we're going to do is we're going to end up with a positive cash flow property and we might actually end up paying tax on the profit of that first property. But also when time comes to buy that principal place of residence, uh, what really happens is we, if we've paid down the property, we've got no cash to put down as a deposit for that home. So then we have to use equity and that opens up another can of worms. It's an interesting thing. We're seeing so many people move towards this rent vesting dynamic because we want to live where it makes sense for our lifestyle. What are the downsides though of rent vesting? Like what are some of the things that maybe you would caution people on when they're choosing this pathway. Yeah, the, and and just to premise what you were saying there about um, making it hard to buy your own home, like you look at, say, London and New York where it's it's more common for people to rent than it is to buy because it's so unaffordable and that's fast becoming the norm in, say, Sydney and Melbourne and to some extent Brisbane where the property price has just exploded in the last five years. So buying our own home to live in, that great Aussie dream might not be achievable for, for a number of years to come. So that's where people look to the rent vesting strategy. The downsides of that rent vesting I see is that you don't have your house to live in where you can paint the front fence, you can you can knock out a wall, you can change the carpet, you can do whatever you want to it essentially when you live in and own your own home. That's the biggest downside. And if you're not fussed about that, then that's okay. The other thing I see with rent investors is back to Caitlin's um, question, they don't keep the cash aside for their principal place. So when time comes to go and buy that property, they might have bought two or three investment properties and used all their cash for those and not saved enough to be able to go and buy that principal place. So the rent vesting strategy works really well, but just make sure there's that balance of building a portfolio as well as keeping our powder dry.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For someone who has, on the flip side, they've got their principal place of residence and they're thinking, okay, well, now I want to make the move and buy my first investment property, asking for a friend. Mm -hmm. Need to do a clarity call with you, Johnny. What would be your first recommendation? So I guess it's the flip side of this scenario. I've got the principal place of residence and then I want to now think about my first investment. Yeah, so very different situation because your principal place of residence, is it's not an income producing asset. So you generally want to pay that down as quick as you can using your cash savings essentially, whether that be put in an offset account against it or just simply pay the, the loan down. When buying an investment property, that's when you can utilize some equity from the property from your principal place of residence, which is basically the bank saying, look, the asset is worth X, your loan is Y, we're happy to uh, gift you a deposit, or not gift you, uh, extract from some equity from that property that you can use as a deposit. Now you can p- still have to pay that loan back, but it gives you a start to go and buy that investment property. So the equity loan plus the the remaining loan to buy that property is basically how that's done. Or there's the option to use cash to buy that investment property. But what I've always done over the journey is to use cash for our deposit for our owner rock and equity for our deposits for our investment properties. In finishing off on this um, question from Caitlin, this the ability to keep your cash up your sleeve for a rainy day is extremely important. So to keep it there uh, as a cash buffer for emergency funds, but also to have it there for her future principal place of residence is critical. Uh, and I think it would be to a detriment if she paid down that investment property. Now, don't get me wrong, paying down loans is a good thing, right? But we've got to prioritize what we're paying down and also understand our future goals. Work out, Caitlin and anyone else listening, how long until we want our our principal place of residence. If it's five years and we need 100K as a deposit, we need 20 grand a year saved, can we do that? And and if, if the ducks don't align, then we need to realign what it is that we want for our principal place of residence. Awesome. I'm John Pigeon and you've been listening to My Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money, also available on Spotify. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.